0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, February 11th edition of the MBOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. I uh, got a, quite a bit of news to talk about today. A lot of stuff coming out of the UFC 247, of course, on the weekend. Uh, major MBA promotion is going to use open scoring. That'll be interesting to talk about, and a bunch of fight announcements. So let's get right into it. I'm going to start with Israel Adesanya. He had some comments to make about John Jones that weren't very nice. Uh, basically, called John Jones washed up. Which is pretty harsh considering john jones has been basically the greatest fighter of the sport ever for over a decade like as far as dominance goes inside the octagon he was by far the most dominant fighter of the 2010s of course israel's trying to plant seeds for a future fight i get that but i just don't really agree with his comments you know i like israel i i do think a lot of his uh criticisms are pretty fair generally but this one i don't agree with at all so here's what he said he said, I've seen him. I've seen what he, I need to see in the fifth round try and turn on, but he couldn't compare his fifth round to my fifth round against Calvin Gaston. There's a difference. I think the difference there is, you know, Calvin Gaston is essentially a middle a welterweight fighting a middleweight. Dominic Reyes is a massive light heavyweight. Dominic Reyes is a much more dangerous fighter than Calvin Gaston. I, and I love Calvin Gaston, but to me, you can't even compare those two guys. So, you know, again, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to create a rift between... Uh, himself and John Jones. I understand that, but I just don't agree with that comment. Like, I don't think those fights can be compared. And not only that, but you know, and I also thought John Jones lost his fight, guys. Remember that. But to me, you know, John Jones, he did easily win that fifth round. So I know what Israel's saying. He had an amazing fifth round in that fight, and I love that fight. It was one of the greatest fights of last year. But again, I don't agree with that comparison. You know, adding on to what Israel said, he also said about John Jones. He's washed up. He's done best years behind him. He's still great, but he's washed up. He wasn't doing, uh, crap he was winning rounds but wasn't really doing anything he was trying there's levels of this and basically said it was close you know if he's uh whoever you scored it for whatever he says he would have scored it a draw and uh basically says that he wants to see john jones raider stadium in 2021 so again playing seats with that fight i want to see this fight i think it's gonna be a good fight i just don't agree with the comments i think they're a little Harsh, you know, and kind of wrong to be honest with you. I don't think John Jones is washed up. I think he's fought dangerous guys. I think Tiago Santos and Donald Grace were dangerous guys. John Jones has been fighting literally the best competition in the UFC for over 10 years. He's he's still winning in fights. I didn't think he won, but he got his hand raised on those. So he must be doing something right. Judges love this guy for some for some reason, his last few fights, even though I thought he lost them. You know, Israel is a great fighter in his own right, don't get me wrong, but there's a big difference between being in the UFC for two years. And his best opponent was Rob Whittaker. who's a dangerous fighter. Don't get me wrong, but look at who John Jones has fought. Look who he's dominated. Daniel Cormier, Gustafson, and now Reyes, Santos beat them too. Like, and he's just, you look at John Jones' resume. To me, it's like, you can't even compare it to anyone else. I agree. He is on decline. He's 32 now. Maybe he's getting a little bit long in the tooth. Um, He's been in the UFC since 2008. So he's been around a long time fighting the top guys in the sport for over 10 years. But again, this win streak he had is just insane. And, uh, I don't think he's washed up. I think that's a little harsh. I do think he's on decline. He's not as great as he used to be, but washed up is, is not the right terminology to use about John Jones, in my opinion, even though I did think he lost the last fight. Speaking of Jones, the online sportbook bet online came out with odds yesterday to see who was favorite to fight John Jones next, and Corey Anderson is actually the favorite. He's a minus 125 favorite to fight John Jones. Next up is Blachowicz at um, plus 275. And there's a bunch of other guys there, like uh, DC, Steve Bay, Brock was there and a few other guys, uh, including Don Atreus, of course. To me, uh, Corey Anderson, I think he should be favored, but I was surprised that the odds were so overwhelmingly in his favor at minus 125. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I think, you know, this fight with blochwich is a close fight. I'll be breaking down the fight with Cole Sheldon later the, the, this morning, and in about an hour from now, we'll be breaking down that fight. And uh, I think that's a super close fight. So to, to me, to have him as actually the only minus. Favorite, the rest of the guys were underdogs plus money. I don't know if I agree with that. I think it's it's really a toss-up. I think Braves could easily get that title shot in the rematch. I think Jones could still go move, move up to heavyweight as well and fight Stipe. So uh, I don't think there's value in that, guys. I, don't, I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, there's definitely a chance Corey Anderson gets that title shot, but I would not <laughs> lay juice on that prop. I don't think there's any uh, value in that at all. So we'll see what happens this weekend. I mean, Corey's going to, I think, need an impressive performance to get that title shot. And honestly, looking at the matchup, I'm not sure if that happens. I think it's a close fight. And I think there's a chance that it could kind of be a slog, if you ask me. So we'll see what happens with that fight this weekend. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, Corey's definitely up there as far as who could get the title shot. I just wouldn't list him as an overwhelming favorite, which is basically what the sportsbooks did when he's the only minus number and the rest of the guys are plus numbers. Still talking about UFC 247. Oh man, this is funny, guys. Jessica I is calling for a rematch with Valentina Shevchenko. I mean, really? Like, wow. We um, you know what happened last year? UFC 238 in Chicago. Valentina took off I's head basically with <laughs> with a head kick. It was absolutely this vicious. Like one of the nastiest knockouts of last year, and one of the most vicious knockouts of women's MMA ever. Made. Jessica I. I mean, is she kidding me? Like, there's no way she's gonna get this title shot rematch. Um, you know, I commend her for at least asking for when no one else is going to ask for valentina but come on i mean her last fight i was there at ufc 245 she fought Vivian arujo she missed weight by six pounds she came in at 131 so first off she missed weight And second off she beat an opponent that you know it was a lot smaller than her and also uh an opponent that you know doesn't have that much experience at the ufc so to me it's like just guy I, I know she's looked better fly with four uh four wins and one loss only lost to shachenko and this division's extremely weak but there's no way she's going to have this title shot. Having said that, I mean, this division is really weak, guys. And, you know, the last few days I've seen a lot of people online saying, hey, you know, maybe it's time to uh, to get rid of this weight class, the women's flyweight division. Maybe it's better just to have you know, women's strawweight, women's bannerweight. It's interesting. I mean, Shevchenko definitely has gone in that Demetrius Johnson territory of flyweight, men's flyweight a few years ago, where she just dominated the competition. Like, you look at the rankings, how many of these fighters actually would have a chance against Shevchenko? I don't think any of them would. She beat I already. She beat Chukagin. Calderwood, I don't think, has a chance. Maya doesn't have a chance. Montefiore would get smoked. Murphy doesn't have a chance. Eric Rujo, nope. Andrea Lee, no. Macy Barber, <laughs> no. Alexis Davis, no. Antonina Suchenko, her sister? No, nah, I don't think so. Montana Delarosa. no. Mero Romero, Barella, nope. G. Young Kim, no. Pollyanna Battelle, no. I mean, look at some of the fighters ranked in the top 15. Like, Pollyanna Battelle, really? That's a top 15 fighter in the sport? Come on. She, she doesn't... There's no fighter here that she wouldn't smash, in my opinion. Like, the only competitive fight at all would maybe be Calderwood because she does have pretty good striking. Maybe she could strike with her on the feet for more than a couple rounds before she gets knocked out. I don't think Chevchenko loses to any of them. So, to me, it's like the most interesting matchup is actually the trilogy with Amanda Nunes. But, uh, you know, Nunes is doing her own thing at 135, and Valentina is doing her thing at 125. Maybe they meet down the road. I mean, if you guys, is there anyone at 125 you guys think could be Valentina? Let me know if you think there is. Maybe someone at 135 could move down and Challenger possibly, or someone could move up. I guess Zhang could possibly move up or, you know, Rose maybe. I, I don't really know. I, I just don't see any of these fighters really giving her uh, any bit of a hard time. I just think she smashed everyone. So, you know, people are saying maybe close down submission. I, I don't know. I think that's a little har- like harsh, I think it's a little premature. But at the same time, you know, if she keeps dominating competition, it's going to get boring. So we'll see what happens. But it's very possible she could kind of be like Demetrius Johnson, just dominating competition, and people just kind of get bored of her. At least I'll say this. She is marketable, and she is finishing fights. So that's a good thing. Next up, Korean Zombie. He was on aerial Show yesterday, did a pretty good interview, and uh, basically called Alexander Volkanovsky boring. He said his fights are boring. He said he's a boring fighter, and uh, but he's, he says he wants to fight him. So Korean Zombie is calling Volkanovsky out. I would love to see that fight. I think it's a great fight. I have no interest in seeing the Max Holloway rematch. I understand why the UFC is going to give him the rematch most likely. They respect Max Holloway. Max Holloway's did a lot for the UFC. He has stepped up so many times when the UFC wanted him to. He's did so much for the company. He had a really bad performance against Volkanovski in the first fight at 245. I do think a rematch would probably be more competitive. I I do think Volkanovski dominated that first fight. Rematch would probably be a bit closer, but there's nothing in that first fight that says to me that Max would win. So to me, I think Max, if anything, should probably take another fight in the meantime against someone like Zombie or to uh, beat someone like that to get it just to get his rhythm back, get his confidence back, get a win in, in the uh, win column. And Volkanovski's hurt right now, so he probably won't be back until the summer, anyways, with that broken hand. So to me, this division's got to flesh itself out. I mean, Zombie's calling him out; I get it, but uh, maybe Zombie versus someone like. Uh, Zabit, well, Zabit's probably gonna fight Ortega. That's not confirmed yet, but there's the chance that's gonna happen. You know, Zombie versus, yeah, you actually be interesting. Zombie versus Holloway, that fights that happened. that'd be a really interesting fight. I think there's a lot of really good fights in this division with Polkanowski out right now. So, you know, I think maybe do a couple of these fights, maybe do Ortega versus uh, Zabit and Zombie versus uh, Holloway, and then the win most impressive winner gets the title shot. But to me, just gifting Max Holloway the title shot, I don't know about that. As far as zombie calling Volkanovski boring, I mean I know the lot the last few the last two fights were not very exciting. I was I was at both fights. I was at the one in Vegas, it wasn't the greatest fight. It was at the Aldo fight in Brazil. It wasn't the most exciting fight, but he still got his hand raised. He's fighting dangerous guys and did what he had to do to win. So to me, I I can't criticize him too much, can't knock the too much. Not not the most exciting fights whatsoever, but still uh got the win. So to me, you know, Volkanovsky's doing what he needs to do. And, for you know, Zombie said the other day he doesn't knock anyone out. I don't know about that either because he knocked out Chad Mendes a couple years ago and a couple other guys as well in the last year. So, you know, Zombie wants to fight him. I get it, but some of his criticisms, to me, are a little bit off. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, next up, I want to talk about Invicta FC here. Invicta wants to use open scoring. They're going to use open scoring at their next event. The Kansas Athletic Commission is going to allow the use of open scoring. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Um it's interesting right like open scoring is definitely something that's been talked about the last few days i mean it's been talked about forever um basically the argument is um mma boxing kickboxing although glory i think does use open scoring but generally mma and boxing are like some of the only sports that do not show the scores during the competition um <clears throat> I don't know about open scoring, but I think it takes a lot away from the fight. I think it takes a lot of the anticipation away from who's going to get the hand raised. I know what people the argument for it is if the fighter knows they're down or up they won't fight in a certain way. If the fighter knows they're down two rounds or three rounds or whatever it is they'll probably go for the kill and try to get the win. Or if the fighter's up two rounds they might just coast to get the win. But to me it's like, I don't think open scoring is Going to change much and i'll tell you why because in my opinion it's not the, the the showing the scorecards i don't think that's the problem here i think it's the judges that's the problem and my good friend aaron bronzer proposed a, a you know a decimal system like a ten point uh, nine point five you know 8.5 system which has been used before in may uh back in mfc they used that everything for a, a, a ryan jimmo fight the late ryan jimmo i think against sokoju these judges came in at 10 and 9, guys. So to, I told Aaron, you know, I don't really agree with that. I, he's not the first person to propose that. To me, I told, like I said to Aaron on Twitter yesterday, I was like, Aaron, the problem is not the scoring system, it's the judges. Because honestly, a lot of us can figure out who the, won or lost the fight using the current scoring system. So to me, the 10 9 must, it's not a great system. There's got to be a better way. I just don't think this is the way. I don't think, I don't think open scoring is going to solve the problem of bad judges, judges that do not know what they're watching. Okay. It just takes education. It takes experience. And it takes maybe cleaning up the sport as far as the judging judges go. I think firing a lot of the judges, bringing in new judges. I think bringing in people that really understand the sport at a different level and understand the scoring system. That's the thing. I think you have to understand the scoring system. And I think a lot of people do not understand. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, and I hate to say this, but I think a lot of people have not really read through the unified rules before. I think a lot of people have not read through ABC's rules for how to score a fight. And then they go and watch fights and they think they know what they're talking about. Guys, if you haven't did so, definitely read the unified rules. Definitely read you know, the ABC's rules on how to score fights, how to judge fights properly. If you haven't did so, then really, in my opinion, you don't have a, a, any place to say this is the way a fight's supposed to be scored. Again, fights are supposed to be scored using effective striking, grappling, and whoever won that gets the round. And if that's tied, which is rare in my opinion, because usually there is someone that won that, then you go to aggressiveness and, the, and octagon, oct- octagon control. So, again, I think a lot of people are just a little confused with the scoring system, and I think that's why, because we have bad judges, and uh, I think they're screwing a lot of people over. So, open scoring is interesting. I just don't think it's going to be this be-all, end-all solution that a lot of people think it's going to be. I, I think it could help, possibly. But here's my other argument. Would Dominic Reyes or John Jones really have changed the way they fought that fight? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think they would have did what they needed to do. And that's what they did in the fight. I don't think it would have changed anything so that's just my take on it you know it's interesting to see invicta try it out um maybe other other uh commissions and promotions will try it out but i just don't think it's going to be as great as a lot of people think it's going to be kevin scott thanks kevin for your questions 125 is so new give it time to develop a few years from now Dern develops strength, your bjj can beat anywhere. miranda maverick looked amazing on friday she could compete in two to three years as well yeah you're right dirt is still good I don't know what to say about Derry. I mean, listen, I, I don't want to come off the wrong way here by any means. I mean, women want to start families, but I just feel like maybe that's her—that's um, her thing right now. Like she, she has, a, she has a young child, she has a husband now. Like that's what she's focused on, and not so much the MMA thing. I could be wrong. I don't want to. I think she's still a good prospect, but that's what the feeling I'm getting. But we'll see in her next fight for sure. You know, that's the, that's the difference between women and men. I mean, women really have to because they have to have the. Like, child and uh, that's their main focus you know that's the difference between uh, male and, and female and fighters you see a lot of field fighters they have to take time off in their career and lose years of their career like Nina Anstrov right now is she's out during um, listing year so you know it happens Ronda Rousey retired now she's I think gonna have a family with Travis Brown so like it's it's a tough spot for a woman to be in in my opinion but uh, yeah I mean Miranda Maverick she's definitely good and We'll see what happens with them. Kevin, watching glory when they use open scoring, it doesn't really change anything. It doesn't improve the judging. It doesn't impact the action either. Just nice to know as the fight happens. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it's as great as everyone thinks it is. You know, again, as bad as it sounds, I, I enjoy like waiting for Bruce Buffer to read the scorecards. Like there's something to be, to be said about being like, okay, who won the fight? I understand completely what they're saying about, uh, you know, uh, just the fighters knowing. And like, again, in other sports, we also, we don't know, the scores for most sports. But I just feel like maybe combat sports is a little different, you know? I mean, combat sports is different. You hurt people. (laughs) You don't do that in other sports, most other sports. And Kevin, you're right. A lot of these judges, judging controversies are a result of fans not knowing what they're commenting on. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, but not just fans, coaches too. I mean, I saw John Kavanaugh. He was basically saying, like, I think whoever, like, uh, does more in the later round, should win the fight. That's not how fights scored. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, that comment was so stupid. It's getting retweeted by everyone. Like, come on. And he even said, like, this is not how the fights are supposed to score. This is how I score fights. Why even post that then? Why, why spread misinformation? Especially a guy like Kevin, who's so respected, and everyone loves the guy because he's Connor's coach. People are going to read that and be like, oh, okay, this is how fights are scored. It's not how fights are scored. Every round is judged individually, and you add them up at the end of the fight. And here's another thing, and i talked to this the other day. Just because John Jones is a champ doesn't mean anything. Once, once the fight st- starts, there's no champ. It's just two guys in a cage or two women in a cage. You know, you don't give the round to the guy who was holding the belt because you, you thought it was a close round and you're going to give it to him. You give it to who you thought won the round. Again, so much misinformation about the judging of the sport, and uh, I'd love to see it cleaned up, but something we've been talking about for years. I mean, I remember talking about the GSP-Johnny Hendricks fight seven years ago or the Shogun Machida fight 11 years ago. I mean, these decisions are at least something we'll always talk about. Kevin Scott, did you see the tweet from the Solis judge a few days before the event saying grace? John's is going to smoke grace. That is not actually uh, Joe Solis, the judge. (laughs) I did see the Twitter account yesterday. Honestly, at first I thought it was real, but it is a fake account. Whoever made that did a great job with it. It looks legitimate, right? It is a a fake account. Aaron uh, confirmed that actually yesterday because I think he was criticizing Aaron. Aaron's like, you're a parody account. So it is a fake account, but a lot of fighters got, got, uh, they got got basically, uh, Eric Anders posted something on there. I saw Jason House, the uh, manager for uh, James Krause, saying like, you're unprofessional, I'm gonna go and appeal uh, my loss for James Krause. Guys, it was a parody account. It's pretty funny in my opinion. Look, who has time to like make an account and go in and talk to people on, on Twitter? It's it's kind of weird, right? Like People really have nothing better to do with their time. Anyways. Um, if you guys have any more questions, throw them in. I'm going to go to fight announcements now because I missed a lot of fight announcements obviously yesterday talking with Cole about uh, UFC 247. So let's start with this one. UFC Portland gets a bunch of fights and uh, some really good fights here. Interesting fights. Um, main event will be Alistair overing against Walt Harris. So uh, a really good fight in my opinion. And you know what? I actually said this fight would probably happen uh, after – Overeem's last loss, I said, you know, I think, I still think this fight makes sense and, and the UFC obviously agreed. So uh, definitely uh, a good fight. Alistair Overeem is coming off the loss to Jarzino Rodo's truck, but he was putting the whole fight up to the last five seconds. I mean, we all know he's going to win the decision, but he got caught, got knocked out, his lip ripped open. It's amazing how fast he's coming back. But before that, he won back to that fight by be or and and I don't think he's completely done yet. We know his chin is not very good, but the guy's still dangerous. Walt Harris... You know, poor guy. Obviously, lost his daughter. He's coming back a few months later now. He's on a four-fight unbeaten streak. Knocked out uh, Lenick and spyback in his last two fights. Guy's good, man. You know, but I think a lot of people forget. Wal Harris is not a young guy. He's 36, so he's a lot. He's a lot older than a lot of people think. He's not a prospect, by any he means. He's been around the UFC for a while. Over him's 39. It's crazy, right? The experience difference. It's a tough fight to call. I mean, this is definitely, it's a heavyweight fight. It's a true coin flip. Uh, someone's probably going to get knocked out in this fight. I don't see it going five rounds. Overeem is definitely dangerous still, but Harris with that power. Um, and I think the speed advantage as well, that, that could be dangerous in this fight. You know, my initial lean, it's a little bit towards Walt Harris. I just think Overeem's chin is, is pretty suspect at this point. But Overeem is dangerous. And it, honestly, if he gets takedowns in this fight, he could, he could ride out Harris and, and maybe grind a decision. though. So it's a coin flip fight, guys. It's really going to depend on what the odds look like. If it, if uh, you know Harris is a massive favorite, I would go with Overy. But uh, if it's close to even, I'd probably have to favor Harris a little bit. Also on that card, there's a few other fights here. We got, this is a really good fight. Uh, Vicente Luque against Randy Brown. Love this fight. Randy Brown coming off back-to-back wins over Worley Alves and Brian Barberino. The guy has looked fantastic. Uh, six and three overall in the UFC. But lately has looked really good. Dangerous guy everywhere the fight goes. Vicente Luque, same thing. Super dangerous overall in the UFC. He is uh, 10 and three, and he's coming off lost Stephen Thompson before that. Won six straight fights, including wins over Mike Perry and uh, Nico Price. Super dangerous fighter. I mean, both these guys are really good. I do lean towards Luke a little bit, I, I'm just really high in this guy, but uh, Randy Brown is definitely dangerous and it should be a real good fight. Next up, we got Carlos Sparza against Michelle Watterson. This is an interesting fight as well. Carlos Sparza coming off back to back wins over. Alexa Grasso and Verna Janaroba, she has looked pretty good as of late. And uh, that wrestling I mean, is always going to be able to keep her in fights. Michelle Watterson coming off a loss to Ioana in the last fight before had had won three straight fights. Striker versus grappler fight, obviously. You know, Carla's going to go for her takedowns. Michelle's going to try to keep the fight on the feet. Definitely hard to see uh, who should be favored here. I think it's a pretty close fight. Another coin flip fight. I guess i lean towards Watterson a little bit. Just because I think if the fight stays standing, her striking should be a lot better. But Asparza, with that wrestling, is won a lot of fights as an underdog, and she gets counted out a lot, and she's pretty dangerous. All right, next up we got uh, Alessio DeCicco versus Marcus Perez. Alessio DeCicco, he is overall in the UFC three and four, so not great record. uh, Taking on uh, Marcus Perez here, and Marcus Perez, he is second here. Marcus Perez, 12 and 3 in his career, and he is coming off of a loss to Wellington Tournament. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. A tough fight to call. Um, it, it's another fight that I think could go either way. Uh, both guys have been kind of inconsistent in UFC, but, uh, you know, Marcus Perez, I, I think, is slightly a better fighter. So I guess I lean towards him. But again, you know, this, this card's a few months off. It's in April. They just announced the card UFC, Portland, and Motor Center, and uh, where the Play. Also for that card, one by the fight here. We got a heavy boat between Dante Mays and Rodrigo Nascimento. Interesting fight. Dontel Mays, he's coming off a bad loss to Cyril Gon by Ne or uh, heel hook. So, I mean, that's surprising. Before that, he won four straight fights. A dangerous guy for sure, a big dude. We've got knocked power in Rodrigo Nascimento, seven and zero, Coming off a nice win on on uh, contender series, Michael Martinick by submission, undefeating his career. I guess I would lean towards him. I, I don't know, like uh I Mays mean, is dangerous, but I'm not super high on him by any means. And just a couple other fights here UFC Brasilia gets a fight. Bruno Silva against David Dvorak. Don't know a ton about these guys, I'll be honest. Uh, Bruno Bullock Silva, I, I know a little bit. Uh, he is a training partner of Henry Sudo, coming off a loss to Khalid Taha in his UFC debut. And then David Dvorak, he's making his debut. He's 17 and 3, so he's got a lot of experience here. And he's on a nice win streak. He actually is on a uh, 13 fight win streak. But uh, again, a lot of these fights are against guys in Europe that a lot of us haven't heard of. I guess I lean towards them. I mean, 13 fight win streak is not going to scoff at, despite a low level competition. The last fight here is Sarah Alper against Judas Santana at UFC Oklahoma City. Another fight card that was announced where the uh, Thunder play. Sarah Alper, 94, coming off a win over Shayna Young on the Contender Series. Shayna Young actually was assigned to the UFC as well, and she'll be taking on uh, Macy Shayson this weekend. But yeah, Alper, three three uh, straight wins and definitely uh, coming off a nice win over a fighter who's also in the UFC. And then Duda Santana, three and one, lost to the I guess, I slightly towards Alper, but uh, definitely a close fight. And yeah, I did mention Shana Young. She got signed to the UFC and she'll be taking on chase on. but I'm going to talk about that fight with Cole in half an hour when we break down UFC fight night Rio Rancho. So definitely jump in in about half an hour to hear us break down that card. Last question here by Kevin before I get out of here. How about Shane Young getting pulled for Invicta fight on Friday due to not Now filling in for Nico this uh, Saturday. Talk about failing up. Also, pretty terrible look for Nico. Yeah, so Nico Montana pull out of another fight. I think the UFC probably is going to release her at this point. I mean, she just not healthy and she just screws up a lot. So I think they'll probably cut her, cut their losses there. As far as uh, Shane Young getting pulled from Nolas, I mean, was it really an illness, or did they want her? Did they know something's up with Nico and they wanted her to go and fight uh, Chase on this weekend? I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm completely buying that. Anyways, all right, that's it for this show, the new show. But like I said, jump in in half an hour. Myself and Cole Shelton will be breaking down UFC Rio Rancho. Definitely check that out. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Anna Anna Martin, Podcast, NMAOddsBreaker.com. Check me out at BJPen.com, marings.net as well. i got an article there on Jon Jones and why the Stipe fight still makes sense. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Kevin, thanks for the questions as always, my man. And uh, yeah, jump in in half an hour. If you guys have any more questions, feel free to send them in then. But we, we will be breaking down UFC Rio Rancho Corey Anderson versus Jan Blochwitz too. All right, guys, have a good one. I'll be back very soon. Bye.